let's go. Give him a round of applause. That was fantastic. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining us on this beautiful Christmas Eve morning. We are so grateful and thankful that you guys chose to be here with us today. Uh, yesterday, I had the privilege and the honor to film Pastor Derek for uh, our message on the 31st, which if you guys do not know, next Sunday, will not be meeting in the building, okay? We'll be watching online through Facebook and YouTube. It just is going to take about six minutes of your time, but we would love for you guys to sit down and watch that. And it really ties together what our whole Open Bible family is going to be doing. And Pastor Derek is going to go into that next week. Uh, but it goes into everything that, you know, our Open Bible and partnering with each other and, and doing all these different things. And, and this morning we have a special video from uh, our president of Open Bible Churches who happens to look a little bit like me, uh, maybe with less hair. Um, <laughs> but why don't you guys turn your attention to the screens and check this out. Hello, pastors, leaders, friends, uh, Open Bible. Hey, just want to take a moment here just to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a blessed new year. We want you to know that we are praying for you and we're believing God that this season, as we celebrate the birth of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ, that it'll be a fruitful time uh, in your life, in your ministry, and in your family. And we're believing that 2024, will you'll see the fruitfulness, you'll see the, the favor, the right time of God, that Jesus does something. He's always with us, but but to, the, the answers to your prayers, the, the miracles you've been believing for, the breakthroughs in your churches. One of the first things that, that I wanted to do as president is to call Open Bible to a time of, of prayer, fasting, and devotion. And so you're gonna hear more about this, but I just wanna let you know that in January, the 14th through the 20th for seven days that we're gonna have a focus time and we're just inviting you, challenging you, encouraging you just to join us. Maybe your church already does a 21 day prayer, fasting, devotion, awesome do that, but, but would you include us? I would love to unite Open Bible in believing for an awakening, for a revival, for an outpouring. And so you're going to hear more about that, but, but I believe it's just the right time. It's the right time for, for God to do something powerful in your church, in your heart, in your family. And there's something, it's the right time for God to do something in Open Bible. Will you join us? We love you. We're praying for you and we're believing God for great things in the season ahead. God bless you. We are so excited for what God's going to do in 2024. God's already preparing the hearts of our church uh, and our staff and our senior pastors uh, to get ready to lead us into a new year. Uh, and so we encourage you guys to check out that video next Sunday. I promise you guys do not want uh, to miss it again. Watch it on Facebook or on YouTube. And if you're not following us on social media, we have two different social media platforms. We have a Facebook and an Instagram. Uh, our Facebook is just Reach church network colorado because we do have two campuses one here and one largo so this campus is the colorado campus and then our instagram is just reach cnco super easy uh but we would love for you guys to follow us on there but also it serves as another purpose because we want to see 
what you guys are doing here at Reach Church because we have a fun-filled day uh, for all you guys, for the whole family today. We have a North Pole experience after service, which I'll tell you guys about later. Uh, in the back room back there, if you go through those doors, there's a photo booth. Uh, we're gonna have cookies as well and refreshments as, out here as well. But man, we wanna see the pictures that you guys are taking. So tag us on socials, okay? At, on Instagram, at ReachCNCO. On Facebook, Reach Church Network Colorado. And you can also use this hashtag, Reach Christmas. It allows us to see what you guys are doing, but it also allows the people here to see the pictures that you guys are taking. So if you're posting a picture with your family uh, in the North Pole, if you're posting a picture of your family in the photo booth or whatever it is, even if you're opening presents on Christmas morning and you want us to see, tag us because we want to see the joy of the holiday season uh, here today. And man, we're just so grateful and thankful that you guys are here. If it is your first time here at Reach, welcome from, from all the staff here and the volunteers, welcome uh, here to Reach Church. And we're so grateful that you guys are here. And if, if you're a regular attender here at Reach, you guys can still do your uh, tithing or your offering or your worship through giving uh, as well. And there are multiple different ways that you guys can do that. If you're here, obviously in person, uh, you can give online, give through our website, text to give, and my personal favorite, which is just our Church Center app. And if you guys haven't downloaded this, it is an amazing app that you guys can do so many different things from one spot, such as sign up to serve, sign up for different life groups and different ministries, uh, check in your kids when we have kids service on January 7th, and so much more. It's super easy. You're just going to pull out your phone, scan the QR code, sign in, and that's that. And now you're part of Reach Church. We would just say welcome to Reach Church again, if you haven't heard that today. Um, but man, we're just so grateful and thankful that you guys are here. And why don't you guys turn your heads to the screen as we get ready to prepare our hearts for today's message. Actually, I got a Snuggie blanket. It is a hoodie blanket, and it's pink, and it's so soft, and I love it. Pair of socks. <laughs> um, probably Azeron. Yeah, I most definitely say family. Uh, that's the biggest blessing that you can have in life is your family. Um, my walkie-talkie. My favorite gift I ever received was my cat. Uh, I'm thinking my three-in-one slime because it comes with tinsel. My favorite gift is always my stocking stuffers. I, I genuinely don't know. I told you this earlier. Right now, my favorite one was this new walkie-talkie I got from my mom and papa yesterday. A toy bow and arrow. A toy bow and arrow? Yes. You still have it? No, I lost it. <laughs> Praise God. I like the last little boy, uh, even though he lost his bow and arrow, he's still really, really happy. So, well, it's good to be with you in the house of the Lord this morning, this uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, this year we decided to do our uh, Christmas Eve candlelight service in the morning. Every five years, uh, Christmas Eve uh, lands on a Sunday, and we decided to do that just to allow families and, can I say, our volunteers and staff members to have a little extra time with their family on Christmas Eve. Uh, they don't get that, you know, too often. And so we wanted to just grace them with that and allow them that extra time. Uh, I am so thankful for our team. And what a team we have, amen? Yeah. Have you already been blessed this morning? Yeah. 
so you don't need me to preach. <laughs> Many of you are like, what? Your pastor's not going to preach? I'm going to try to be brief this morning so we can uh, enjoy one another's fellowship and the kids can go and experience the North Pole. Let me say, uh, man, did they work hard on putting that together for the kids, and I know they're going to have a blast back there. They got tables set up so they can do some crafts and things like that. We'll have refreshments after the service, but uh, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. By the end of this day, you will go home and your kids will be happy and sugared up. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, I want to share a couple of uh, humorous stories around the Christmas season. Uh, how many of you like humorous stories and jokes? How many know you can have fun in the church? It's important to listen to this. There was a nativity play, and it was going as planned. Joseph and Mary went to the inn and asked if there was any room for them. As the innkeeper replied, no, there was a short pause, and a little girl called out from the back of the room, you should have booked with Travago, <laughs> which obviously brought the whole house down with laughter, and they had a hard time getting the play back on course. The next one is also no room at the end, and this one goes like this. There was a little boy, and he wanted to be Joseph in the Sunday school play. He was cast as the landlord and objected loudly to no avail. When the play was presented, Mary and Joseph knocked on the door and asked him, is there any room for them? The boy smiled and said, yes, yeah, sure. Lots of room. Come on in. To which took the uh, play off the rails. I think the last one really captures what our sentiment should be, though. When asked, is there room for Jesus? That we would respond with a smile and a yes, plenty of room. And invite Jesus into our heart. Amen? So as we wrap up our Advent series, uh, The Greatest Gift, today I wanted to focus on Christ, our light. He is the light of the world. He is the greatest hope of the world. And he is the light that shines in the midst of darkness, as we'll discover today. I'm going to read to you from Matthew 2, 1 through 6. And it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, a wise, uh, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east. Say light. light. We've seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Uh, part of the reason for that was if Herod was troubled, it was trouble for all Jerusalem. And they were all troubled with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes and the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, but you Bethlehem in the land of Judah are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. See, they saw a star. They saw that great light and they were drawn to it. Now think about this. They traveled for quite some time to get there. When we watch it in a Sunday morning play, oftentimes, you know, our mind can go to, it took minutes to get there. It did not take minutes. They came from the east. They saw his star. They were drawn by that light. 
and it took them, uh, here's what some say, 12 days, but some scholars say it took even longer for them to get there. Now, interesting enough, if you read that story this Christmas, you'll find that when they came near to him, his star, it was his star that led them all the way to him. Even though they went to Jerusalem and they asked for directions, it was the star that was just over him that drew them all the way to Jesus. And when they got there, it says they drew near. They'd been drawing near the whole time for the purpose of worshiping, but they got there and they're standing there and they drew even nearer so that they could worship him. And I tell you that that's the one thing about the light that shines in the midst of the darkness. Christ our light shines so that we can come out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Amen? Amen. So old things can pass away in our life and, and those new things, that new life can begin for us. That's the whole celebration of Christmas is that God sent his son into this earth to die on the cross. He was the gift sent, but the gift that God gave through his son was his sacrifice on the cross to give his life in place for us. And it provides something for us that we'll see in this next passage of scripture, we'll see very clearly that there was a provision, a promise by God of what that light would bring for us. John 1, 1 through 13 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That, that was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right, say right, right. to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. Now, what I want to do here in a moment is focus in on the last two verses of John 1. <clears throat> because I believe it really provides for us a, a real good understanding of what God gave us through his son and how we get there. This Christmas, uh, how many of you have your presents already wrapped up and under the tree? Now, I don't know about you, but if you woke up tomorrow morning, for us it's tonight, but if you woke up tomorrow morning and you walked out to the tree and you didn't see any gifts under there, what would your feeling be? Wouldn't be so good, would it? Kids, are you with me today? Young people? If there was no presence under the tree tomorrow morning, would that be a bummer of a Christmas? It would be a bad Christmas. <laughs> now here's the thing, like we talk about, we're buying presents and I'm getting presents. Let me tell you what happened to me. I ordered a present online. Give me an amen if this happened to you before. And it didn't come in. And it wasn't just one present. It was one for my wife and my kids. 
special present, something I wanted to do that was very special. And I'm emailing like, well, you know, what's going on? Why don't I have these? And so where am I at? I'm like, I still got to go get a present. So let me say they're going to score really big this year <laughs> because they'll have a present tonight. And uh, when those arrive, I'll be giving them to them. What am I saying in that? I'm saying that basically if we don't allow the light of Christ to shine in our life, there's an amazing present called salvation, eternal life that is wrapped up, but it's not under our tree. It's there, but it's not under our tree. It's not present in our life. And it's up to us to accept that and allow that to be present in our life. God has provided it, but it is up to us to accept what he has provided and receive it. Can I get an amen in the house of the Lord? And so Christ our light came so we could see the possibility of a life in God's family. It's that simple. God's children were lost and he sent his only begotten son so he could get his children back and have his family. A family filled with, as we've gone through this Advent season, filled with hope, filled with peace, filled with joy, filled with love. And as we'll light this candle today, Christ at the center of the family. So let's take a closer look at the three elements of the last part of John. Number one, Christ, our light, came to give us the right to be God's children. Now think about that. Say right again. The right. Now think about for a moment, do I have a right to come to God and say, hey, you should let me in your family. If I'm in sin, can I just come to him and say, I want to be in your family and that's just the way it is? Mm -mm. It's Christ that came, died on the cross to purchase. Come on, somebody. How many parents spent a lot of money on those presents this year? <laughs> let me tell you the most expensive Christmas that we've ever had could never come close. As a matter of fact, I could calculate all the Christmases and all the money we've ever spent and it does not come close to the price that God paid by giving his son. The scripture says that he is the propitiation for our sins, the purchase price. There was a price for God to buy his family back and his son was willing to give it. I'll read that passage, part of the passage again. It says, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. 2 Corinthians 6.18, look at the promise of God here. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. What God says, he puts the guarantee on it. There's nothing that we can do to go back on what God has provided for us. Amen. Number two, Christ, our light, came to invite us to receive him. It came to extend an invitation. So if you will, you have the right provided by Christ, the invite provided by Christ, come on somebody, to receive him. See, he came to his own and his own did not receive him, but as many as received him. So here's what I would say today. Have you received Christ? If you have, it is the greatest gift. Would you agree with me? If you haven't, you can accept the greatest gift ever given to mankind. 
See, John 8, 12 says this. Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. That's his invitation, see. Follow him. What did he do with his disciples? He came on the scene. He said, come follow me. And he didn't stop there. He said, come follow me and I'll what? Make you fishers of men. See, he extends the invite. They come follow. They respond to that invite. They receive. And then what he does is he multiplies. Somebody say multiply. You're going to hear a whole lot more about that in the coming year. All right, let's do this again. Let's try that again. You're going to hear a whole lot more about that in the coming year. All right. He tells him to make them fishers of men. He made them inviters, people who would go and extend an invitation to come to him. The third thing, Christ our light empowers us to know him. He secured the right. He extends the invite to us. And that invite is for the purpose that we might know him. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. But listen to John 17 and 3. This is the way to have eternal life, to know you. The only true God in Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. Can anybody tell me when he sent him to earth? We celebrate this time of year that God sent his son into the earth. Isn't that right? He sent his son into the earth to secure your right, to accept, to receive that invitation so that you could know him. And I got to tell you this, I know Angie pretty well. We're 33 years, am I right? I hit it. Come on, guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't clapping for you, Pastor. You made it hard for me. Now, on the way home, my wife's going to ask me how long we've been married. Hmm. I've known her for 33 years. There are things I am still discovering and learning about my wife after 33 years. You see, there's something about the natural side of it that it just, you know, it, it's not something that can just drop into me, if you will. I've got to spend time with her to know her, right? And I have that physical connection with her. I'm, I'm, we're around each other to have those conversations. And oftentimes, we can perceive God that he is afar off. But the Bible tells us that he's not afar off. He's not far away, but rather near to you. It also says in the scripture that if you'll draw near to him, come on somebody, he'll draw near to you. When I feel like God's not close, let me say it's really not him, it's me. And what I discover is I'm not acknowledging the right that I have to accept the invite to come and be near, to draw near to him, to come and be near to him that I might know him, that I could develop that closer relationship. How many of you in here have been believers for quite some time? Give me an amen. How many of you remember the hymn that says, just a closer, can you finish it? Just a closer walk with thee. That's everything to do with knowing him. I'm about to wrap up, but before I do, I will tell you that I grew up and I went to church growing up as a kid. My grandparents would take me. I loved nothing more than when I was a kid to sing, Jesus loves me this. Can we do that? 
Jesus loves me, this I know. Come on, kids. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Uh, come on. Jesus me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. See, I grew up singing that. I remember as a kid, I would sing that at the top of my lungs. And there was something special in that. But then as I grew up, I started to, come on, I wasn't near him anymore. And I started to draw away. And at 19 years old, I hear a message on the love of the father in that he would give his son so that I could be his son, so that we could be his children. And that grabbed the hold of me. I never forget just weeping through that service because I didn't understand God's love for me like I come to understand it that day. And when I come to understand it that day, I exercised the right that Jesus secured for me. I accepted the invite. And on that day, I came to know Jesus much more than I did before. And in my walk, in my life with Christ, I can say that I've had those moments, the back and forth. If you've had some of those, let me say, don't live in guilt. Dust that off. Stand up and draw near to the Lord. Because that invitation, that right, that invitation never goes away. He secured it for you. It's not by your works, but by grace that you're saved. That is always going to be before you. But it is up to you to make that decision to accept it so that you can have the greatest gift. Let Christ's light shine in your life this Christmas season. Amen. So as we prepare the light, the Christmas candle, and the team comes to the platform, I want you to repeat after me. Christ is the light of the world, the greatest gift. I have a final scripture I want to share with you today. And wherever you are today in your walk, you may be spiritually undecided. You know, you're not sure you want to follow Christ. And maybe you've decided and you're just not sure how far you want to go. But I, I want to extend to you this invitation today that you would ask him as we light the Christ candle, when we begin to light our candles throughout the sanctuary, that you would allow the Holy Spirit to come and illuminate God's love for you, that you would invite him to come in and, hey, come on, make room in your heart for him because you are where God wants to dwell. The Bible says to us that it's not, it's not the building, it's not the bricks and mortar that is the temple of God, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He has chosen to come and make his dwelling place, his abode, meaning his home. How many love your home? You love hanging out in your home. God likes hanging out in his home and you're his home. So make room for him and invite him in this Christmas season. Amen. And I read this. And if I could have the, the uh, ushers the, that are going to light the candles for the people. Isaiah 9-2 says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. 
And let me say that, that this passage is actually not just speaking to the Jews. It actually speaks to the Gentiles as well. It speaks to all mankind. That that light that shined was not just for the Jews. He came to them, his own, and they did not receive him. But interesting enough, that invitation has been extended around the world and thousands and thousands of people are coming to Christ, let me say, every single day. Sometimes we can look in our circle and we may not see, we may not see people coming to Christ like we think it ought to happen, but know this, God has stopped, not stopped moving. He is moving. He is everywhere shining a light in people's lives. The question is, will they recognize the right that he secured? Will they accept the invitation? And will they get to know him? Do that this Christmas season. Amen. Would you stand as we sing Silent Night together and light our candles? You can light off the wreath. Silent night, holy night, and all is calm, all is bright, round your virgin mother and child, holy infant so during my sleep in heavenly peace sleep in heavenly peace come on let's sing silent night silent night Raise our voices. We sing Silent Night.
Yes, if we're going to do it, let's do it. Hallelujah. It's hard to do it with fire, though, isn't it? <laughs> I heard some people clap, and I thought that's a good idea until I started to do it. Hey, listen, on the count of three, we're going to blow our candles out. But before we do, um, I'm going to pray over you. So would you just, whatever you have in your heart this Christmas season that might be weighing on you heavily, would you just exchange that for God's grace and love in your life in greater measure than you've ever received it before. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your people. God, those even watching online, I pray, God, that they would experience the fullness of your presence, Lord, as they celebrate Christmas with their family and their friends. God, I pray the revelation of Jesus Christ would just resonate within each and every one of our hearts more than it ever has, God. Let there be an increase, Lord. And as we approach this coming year, I pray, most of all, an increase, God, in our relationship of knowing you in our lives. I bless your people, Father, in Jesus' precious name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. Let me, one, two, three. All right. Sit down. If you would, please sit down. We have some instructions. But before we do, Levi's going to come back to the stage. Before we do, how many want to hear another funny story? You like funny stories, right? Here's a really good one. And it fits you and I now, Angie, since we're grandparents. It's God's not deaf. Two young boys were spending the night at their grandparents' house a week before Christmas. At At bedtime, the two boys knelt beside their beds to say their prayers. The younger one began praying at the top of his, young, of his lungs. I pray for a new bicycle. I pray for a new Nintendo. His older brother leaned over, nudged him and said, why are you shouting? God's not deaf. To which the little bro- brother replied, yeah, but grandma is. It's all yours, Levi. Well, thank you guys again for joining us uh, this beautiful, amazing Christmas Eve morning. I encourage you, please do not head out right away. We have so many fun things planned. Here in a couple minutes, uh, we're going to ask that all the, you know, the kids are going to come to the front. We have Mrs. Claus reading a story to all the children. Uh, we're going to have, after that, the North Pole will be open. Only after Mrs. Claus is done reading because she has to be back there with... Um, you know, the elves and everything like that. So, but we have the North Pole. We have the photo booth in the back, which will be open uh, here in a second as well. But again, please do not rush out. Take pictures. Take as many pictures as you want. Tag us on social media. I want to see your guys' pictures because I can only be at one spot at a time. So I want to see what you guys are doing. Uh, but seriously, tag us at Reach, Reach CNCO uh, on Instagram or use the hashtag Reach Christmas. Super easy. Uh, But again, thank you guys so much for joining us this Sunday morning, this Christmas Eve morning. Uh, We hope you guys have a very merry and blessed Christmas. And again, don't head out. We have Mrs. Claus coming up in a couple minutes. So I'm going to invite all the kids actually to come up to the front uh, as we get ready for that.